0: To the final part of our discussion i'm dan and i'm alice so technically this isn't that impacted by the last episodes but i still recommend you listen to those first also all the other episodes of our creation story series for context but once again we aren't trying to offend or talk down to anyone if you see a mistake Let us know, and we will try and fix it. I said C, but that's fine if you hear a mistake.
1: (laughs) Also, if you hear any rumbling coming from audio Booth, Zeus ended up catching wind and does not like how much we talk about Greek mythology, mostly because it doesn't explicitly include him, and um, when it does, includes some less-than-stellar stories about him. (laughs) Indeed. We may or may not be getting chased down by a pantheon of gods right now, but it's fine. We'll survive the
0: storm onto the discussion. Don't even worry about it. Let's consider the different creations of humans. There's lots of different ways that humans are thought to have been created, though not all the stories clarify how. Some of them do, so let's take a quick look at what materials have been used to create humans in the stories that clarify it, and we can give our thoughts as to why they could have been chosen. So, both Genesis and the ancient Greeks believed that humans were created from some kind of earth, like mud, dirt, clay, etc. I'm also going to throw the Incan story in there, where humans were created from pliable stones. Close enough, I'd say. Yeah. I think that one of the things early humans learned to use to really create things was clay and other such things. I mean,
1: think of the stone arrowheads that we hear about all the
0: time. Yeah. Or stone tools in general. Mm-hmm. So ceramic is one very constant thing from pretty much any civilization I can think of. And it's molded and formed more or less from scratch. So I can see why it'd be a common idea in creating humans. And that's not even mentioning the construction of permanent dwellings in many places that often relied on stone, mud, clay, just general earth materials. Who would have thought that we needed the earth
1: to survive on earth? <laughs> A truly novel idea.
0: <laughs> Who could have guessed? If I was asked to think of how humans were created without any idea of evolution or anything, I'd probably say clay too. Though, there's a fair chance that it's because I've known the ancient Greek story for so long. You might think, oh, but you, li- you grew up in the Western world, wouldn't you think the Bible? I'll have you know, I did not know that humans were created from Earth until um, last year. <laughs> the Babylonian story says that humans were created from the blood and bone of the gods, and the Wiccan story says that humans are descendants of the gods. Then, moving on, both
1: the Norse and Celtic stories have humans come from a tree, which I would say is also sticking, to the more earthy creation vibes. (laughs) Pun unintended, but I love myself for putting that in.
0: (laughs) The Navajo story has humans, as well as everything, being created from mist. I'd also like to note, humans were actually formed before the creation story really began, so it means that humans were formed prior to the actual creation of the world. Finally, the Mayans had people created from white and yellow corn. I don't really have any comments other than, like, NEAT! (laughs) Another thing that shows up in several stories is that humans are created in the image of God, or THE gods. I think this is partially because humans tend to separate themselves from other living beings, so being created in their image would make us closer to the gods.
1: had to do it
0: to him. (laughs) Someone can't take a joke. Otherwise, I think there's also something to be said about creativity and not being able to create something from nothing. We can't imagine a creature that's completely removed from what we know. If you disagree, try and create an image of a creature that takes no inspiration from any form of life on Earth. This isn't an insult or criticism, by the way. It's just something I've noticed and thought I would mention. I
1: would say that part of it comes from the human want to consider ourselves special in some way. (laughs) I mean, often the gods will have a pretty substantial stake in the lives of humankind. It might not always be everyone is individually special and gods weep at the unfair death of even one of us. But humans are usually the servants or mean subjects ruled over by the gods. We're what give them sacrifices, after all. And we like to think that we're some level above animals especially since we can communicate so complexly and build such vast civilizations. Mm -hmm. So it only makes sense that we'd want some additional favoring from the god or gods we worship, like being created in their image to show that we're a little more godlike and superior to Earth's other inhabitants. I think that's part of why so many quote-unquote intelligent aliens in movies and books tend to be humanoid. I mean, think of Spock, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Because especially prior to the 21st century, everyone thought that humans were vastly superior to other animals in basically every way. That and, of course, the practical effects were far easier for humanoid creatures, but I digress.
0: I completely agree, but I'd also like to add that it might also be some justification for why humans would have to perform certain rituals for their gods while animals do not
1: or were often these slaughtered as part of said rituals, but absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's also something to be said about the fact that in the stories about gods creating us in, quote-unquote, their image, it's because we created the gods in our own image, more or less. <laughs> no
0: reverse. Hey! Also, along the lines of creating humans, I noticed that in all but one of these stories from Native of North America, Humans already existed in some form at the start of the story, rather than being created at some point during or after the events of the creation story. Do we think there's a reason for that specifically? This likely has to do
1: with what these cultures found important. The cultures that detail the gods' trials and errors in making humans likely believed that knowing our origins were super important. Perhaps these details, like I mentioned earlier, justified why humans are the gods' favorite species. Or sometimes it might have just been world building. One really overzealous author there. <laughs> cultures with creation stories that don't mention the creation of humans explicitly might not have placed as much importance on the why and how of human existence. The fact that we exist is just what matter most. Conversely, these cultures might also explain the specifics of human creation in another myth, or these details have been lost to time and
0: probably colonizers you know the usual to be fair humans were not explained to be created in the greek creation stories for example either but instead just a completely different story there's actually several different stories so it's very possible that there is some story of their creation that does exist outside of the story that we were told as well
1: I actually uh, said my previous piece with the Greeks specifically in mind, so exactly. Haha! One brain cell. It's true. Always shared. i but noticed. I lost.
0: <laughs> I noticed that several of the stories, those from Eastern Europe and several from Native America, have a world covered in water, and the earth needing to grow in order to create the land. Most of them needed someone to dive into the depths to retrieve said earth and bring it up where it grows and forms the earth. The question comes, do you think there's a reason for these parallels? What could be the connection? This is something we should definitely revisit later, actually, since we haven't looked into the stories from the areas between Eastern Europe and where there would be a land bridge to the Americas that allowed people to cross. To be honest, I personally feel the parallels are very pronounced and I would be genuinely shocked if this was a complete coincidence.
1: I definitely think that there was a lot of geographical inspiration and also, you know, shared cultures over uh, trade routes. My guess for one of these reasons would be the prevalence of water in most cultures. I mean, rivers and oceans are everywhere. Mm-hmm. Having a pocket of land grow in the middle of a water world would be a convenient way to explain why if you traveled far enough across a continent, you always ran into more uncrossable water, or at least uncrossable for the time. Mm-hmm. The whole the world was first only water thing probably originated with a handful of cultures that likely lived near an ocean or at the time uncrossable river. As cultures traded goods and ideas, and one civilization or region evolved and branched off into dozens of others, this quote-unquote waterworld idea was brought with and even came to influence landlocked regions. Or, that's my pet theory.
0: That's a very good point, actually, especially since, for instance, the Egyptians believed that land started with a sole island that eventually grew in some way. I wasn't entirely clear on exactly how it did. But it did! Yeah, other than the creation of a god who was the personification of land. Maybe if he eats enough, the land grows. It's a whole thing. Another thing I remember you noticed was the prevalence of trees in several of the stories. Any specific thoughts on it? Trees do seem to have a variety of roles in creation
1: stories. In the Iroquois story, for example, the tree doesn't really do much, aside from bring dirt down with it, so, a yeah, small role. But looking at the European myths, trees often formed humans, animals, and integral things to the world. Like in Celtic mythology, literally everything was crafted out of one very important tree. And then the rest of the trees came out of that one tree. Norse mythology had the world tree Yggdrasil, I believe that might be because just as Native Americans placed a lot of importance on animals, many Europeans placed importance on wood for providing, say, warmth, like fire, and, you know, building shelters.
0: The Navajo one also had one tree, and since it was one of the things that was brought over to the current world, and there's certain care for the tree there as well, I think it's possible that this comes from how important trees were, and are, for fire and in construction, And because they were important for teepees as well as more permanent settlements, such as the one in Chaco Canyon and in Mesa Verde in Native America. Not to mention in Europe and such, where a lot of homes and tools and boats and other things were built from wood that came from trees. In fact, Iceland used to be covered in trees, but is now essentially barren because of how important trees were. Easter Island had the same thing. Little lesson on sustainability, kids. You know, I've got some great
1: episodes about a related concept coming up very soon, and by very soon, I mean in, like, two weeks from now. Wink, wink. The last common trend I want to bring up, after, you know, trees being cool and important, (laughs) fully agree, man, is that a lot of the creation stories have some form of reset button. In some stories, like the Celtic myth, There was a divine war that left only two humans alive to repopulate the Earth, and half of the Native American stories mention some sort of humanoid race that predated us but was mostly destroyed, or at least on some other plane of existence. Adding on to that, every Middle Eastern religion we covered has some sort of separate reset button story later on, helmed by a wrathful god, and generally involving a flood. I wouldn't be surprised if the other European religions also have a similar myth, but I don't know off the top of my head. So aside from the likely cross-cultural influences and whatnot, looking at Celtic and Christian myths, Mm -hmm. uh, any thoughts on this whole reset humanity thing and why it's so popular?
0: I think that the concept of cleansing is very popular, since it gives the sort of idea that everything bad can be just washed away something that would be really ideal in a lot of ways, even now, to be honest. Sometimes I'm like, wow, that would kind of slap, lads. As for why flooding and such is truly so common, the vast majority of human settlements are set by bodies of water, as I mentioned earlier. Whether it be lakes, rivers, oceans, there's always some source of water nearby. Even in desert areas, they have ways of procuring water specifically, and they base a lot of infrastructure around it. For various reasons, just food, easy transportation, hydration, etc. Gee, who would have thought that settlements actually need to drink and eat things? Huh, we might need to base things off
1: of things important to our lives. who Would have guessed. Is this where mythologies come from? I would have
0: never, I would have never thought. <laughs> As you may imagine, these sort of areas flood. Water floods, Oh <laughs> Wow. Some areas had it worse than others. Babylon, for instance, was near the Tigris and Euphrates rivers, and those often flooded violently and dangerously. On the other hand, the Nile also flooded often, but on a set schedule, and the vast majority of the time is hardly anything to worry about. Rather, it was something to celebrate, since it helped their crops thrive. I'm seeing uh,
1: the beginning of two very different opinions on what water does and what uh,
0: flood stories might be like in <laughs> I, these
1: cultures. I think
0: so, hmm. too. <laughs> Back to my point, though. The fact that flooding was so common an event, it would have made it very easy to assume that there was some sort of reason or define interference. And if you considered them a cleansing, it would likely help you feel better about your entire city being flooded badly and taking out a lot of buildings and possibly loved ones.
1: Sorry, Lucinda. Your four-month-old child was impure and the flood did what it had to do.
0: My condolences. Okay, listen. <laughs> I think it's more of a, your community needed to be cleansed. But also, that was my first thought while I was saying that, too. <laughs> I- Yeah, I would say that the whole community
1: needing cleansing was 90% of the cases. But also, I was not passing up on that opportunity. (laughs) I guess if you wanted to be more historically accurate with my statement, it would be, it's all for the cause, dear. (laughs) Happened for a reason. Honestly, why we have mythology in the first place, to
0: explain the reason why things happened. It's true. Regardless. The concept of one giant flood that destroyed everything in one go would not be a difficult or novel concept to come up with.
1: Oh, definitely. To draw a comparison, flood stories are common for very similar reasons as to why watery chaos was commonly found within creation
0: stories. Agree! To wrap things up, I wanted to mention that I noticed pretty much every culture has a creation story. Even with the rise of atheism, Many people still have a creation story in theory of the Big Bang. What do you think this says about humans? Why do we want to know where we came from that bad?
1: Honestly, I think it boils down to two reasons. Firstly, humans are naturally curious and seek explanations for basically everything. Science. Secondly, creating the world or universe is generally seen as the ultimate starting point for a mythology or story. Evidence to my first point about human curiosity and knowledge-seeking can basically be summarized by the history of science in philosophy. <laughs> Woohoo! People in general just love explaining and organizing everything they possibly can, even if we don't necessarily agree on the specifics. Yeah. Gee, wonder why I'm going into science. <laughs> <laughs> Where do we come from, and why is the world the way that it is, are pretty universal questions. We often think that figuring out the specifics of our origins, from that of our species to our universe, will give us the answers to why things work the way they do now and what our future holds. Again, literally a lot of branches of science. (laughs) To my second point, people and religions vary on how much they care about the specifics of the origin of the world and humans in general. Some are content with, there was a big bang, or one day a god popped into existence, did a bit of hand-waving, and voila! (laughs) Nooo! Meanwhile, others want to account for the backstory of every ocean and plant and star in the sky. The evidence for this variation is in the lengths of our creation story videos alone. Some took five minutes to tell, while others are so long we only reviewed a quarter of the whole thing.
0: Yeah, some of them were like four sentences, some of them were like
1: pages. Four
0: years years to tell the whole thing. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Sure, some of these differences in length are based on a lack of concrete sources. But the truth is that some people were merely content with a simpler explanation of the world's creation, and instead focused on stories that laid out the laws and morals that they relied on to be a functional member of society. This isn't to say that creation stories didn't often include some laws or nuggets of wisdom, like, trying to kill your brother probably won't work well if they're a full-on god. Who'd have guessed? Gee, a novel idea. But these rules were often covered in their own stories, so people didn't need to dwell on the world's creation. The world existed, the gods existed, and that was good enough. Just like for many people these days, Science is a thing, scientists are figuring out their own thing, and the only thing you need to know is a uh, Big Bang and Evolution are two vaguely familiar concepts. Woohoo! Again, loads of variation that often depended on the core values of each society, and by extension, the people who recorded that history and whose work actually survived for us to read.
0: Yay! And that wraps up our halfway discussion. It took a lot longer than we
1: thought it would. And to think we actually thought this would be just one whole episode when you first came
0: up with the idea! I don't know how we ever thought that was actually gonna work. Me like, either. we have too many thoughts. So many. Starting next week, I'm going to cover some African creation stories, followed by Asian and Oceanian stories in 2023.
1: I refuse to believe that is actually a year in our near future, and I also refuse to believe that it's 2022 right now, but I digress. Who was gonna tell me? Excuse me?
0: What are you talking about?
1: My apologies. <laughs>
0: Anyway, thanks for listening, folks. And
1: we'll catch you in the next episode.